host of Late Night Whenever. Please give it up for Michelle Buto. Cardio, Rob. This is bullshit. <laughs> oh my God. When I bend over, I make the noise. I'm like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I slapped your hands and you didn't, you weren't ready. You weren't ready for all this enthusiasm, bitch. I am like a sober, like Whoopi Goldberg. I'm like, welcome to the view. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> yes, we were talking about summertime. It's fucking summertime. Very excited about that. Mm-hmm. I love summer because my birthday's in summer. Mm. When? You don't know it? Unless you throw a party for it. I mean, you know. <laughs> March 17th, St. Patrick's Day Damn, is your birthday. You remember my birthday. What kind of friendship is this, Robert? Damn. My birthday's the same day as J-Lo, July 24th. Yeah, we look alike. (laughs) Also, Amelia Earhart, which I get because we're both bad at directions. Too soon? Too soon? Let me not do my Anne Frank queefing jokes then. Are you okay, man? You do not look okay with an Anne Frank Queef joke. Here it goes. Hit it. Just kidding. I don't have one. I wish I did, though. That would really set me apart. <laughs> really help me with my big break. It was kind of like, does anyone else have a summer birthday, by the way? What was it like growing up for you? Because, like, I could never have a birthday party at school. Cause it was in the fucking summer, everyone's on vacation, they don't give a fuck about me. And I just wanted a birthday cake with people singing to me. I know, which is why I have a podcast and back fat. Thank you. <laughs> I just eat all the cake and then talk to people. But yeah, I always fucking wanted that. And like, and Magazines are always just like, gotta get bikini body ready. I have been trying to get bikini body ready for 36 years. <laughs> I don't know if it's gonna happen. <laughs> Ashley Graham doing the thing though. You see her ass twerking on fucking Instagram? Yuck. <laughs> just, kidding. just kidding, she doing it. I'm here for that cottage cheese. Give me a tomato. We love her. What? We love her. Oh, we do? Ashley Graham, yeah, absolutely. I know who she is. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like somebody went to Boner Town. Um, <laughs> women have to do a lot of shit to get ready for the summer. It's insane. Like, it's insane. Like, you gotta look like you're in the sun, but don't get wrinkles. 
have your legs out, but, but like, don't be a hoe. It's like a lot of shit. Do men have to get ready for the summer? Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, I mean, if they, if they care. I mean, look, I'm, look, <laughs> I'm a guy. I mean, I know, it's, I know it's the dad bod era, but I'm a guy who I love to wear jackets for yeah. the fall and for the spring. And, you know, yeah. but when summertime comes and you just got to wear a T-shirt, yeah. you got to be right. And I think guys care about that. I think, I think certain guys care about at least being okay in a T-shirt. That was either the best or worst case for T-shirt bod. <laughs> I can't tell. Okay, there's like six guys in here. Make some noise. Make some noise if you're straight. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> no, just kidding. So make some noise, fellas, if you feel like you need to get your body right for summer because you're showing it. No. Some of y'all want to clap when you're thinking about it. Now you know how we feel in a dressing room. Here's what. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I feel like guys get away with more shit. Like, I have been on countless terrible dates, three, with... <laughs> guys, they were at my 9-11, because I'll never forget. But guys... <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> With guys who just like, if you're gonna go out on a first date, like put a zipper on it, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> if you like it, put a zipper on it. Like, just like sweatpants and shit. And it's like, you can do that whole Yeezy shit running errands, but make sure it's like expensive, like sweat clothes. Don't give me that fucking champion bullshit <laughs> from Costco on the first date, because I don't think your debit card gonna go through. <laughs> what do you think? Nah, who fucking with them? You can't fuck with the guy that... I mean, look, it's a thing about being frugal and having that kind of wardrobe, or that's like the kind of dude you are. And I'm not a gym Black tan. Dr. Phil coming through. I mean, the extreme is like gym tan laundry type of... You know what I'm saying? Where people are like, they got to go to the gym every day or whatever. But I think it matters that somebody care about their health and like how they, you know, present what themselves. Just a, just in the summertime, man. I love um summertime songs. You know what I mean? I miss like songs of the summer. What's the song of the summer? The summer. I'm so fucking old uh, and tired. I thought it was Bodak Yellow. Nah, <laughs> Drake. Drake in my feelings is about to be the song of the summer right now. Really? Yeah, it's already starting. Well, go go ahead, Drake. Yeah. Put Canada on the map. He got he got he got seven of the top ten songs on. Billboard I wonder right if now. Trudeau secretly fucks a Drake. <laughs> Come on, nobody was thinking it. Nobody. <laughs> I miss real summertime songs though, like. In 95, <laughs> when I was born. <laughs> Killing Me Softly was like the jam. And then, um, and then um, John, what's his name? Lil John? No. What? John B. 
Are you his producer? <laughs> Are you Babyface, sir? <laughs> hey, pretty girl. Yes, that was the song of the summer. Who was not dropping their cotton panties to John B? All of you. You're so young. My favorite summertime song, if we're going to talk about it, thank you for asking. Will Smith, Summertime. Yeah, of course. You know what I mean? And he's giving you directions. <laughs> he's like, this is where you go. This is where you eat. <laughs> this is what people do when it's summertime. <laughs> summer, summer, summer. Summertime. <laughs> I love that only the black girls in the front knew that shit. You heard of that song. Oh my God. <laughs> there are summer, like some summertime faux pas though. I feel like this is like the rose season and that is like my season. Like I fucks with rose. Look at my chin. I fucks with it, okay? Ooh, I love rose. It's not red, it's not white. It's right in the middle and I fuck with it. And rose, put it on my titties. I'm into it. Put it on my titties. I fuck with it. Ooh, I fuck with Froze. Put a little rim shop on top. Whatever you got, I'll fucking brandy. Fucking, I'm good fuck. <laughs> Tequila, I don't care. Shampoo, pour it on my belly. So, <laughs> undulate, undulate, undulate. <laughs> I've been to spring break. So, um, <laughs> pictures are harder in the summer because you got a lot more body parts out. It's not just about the chin and shit like that. It's about the arms, the legs. One time, I was on a boat. I've been on a boat more than one time, but this is just the one time. <laughs> I was on a boat with a bunch of my Jamaican cousins, so you know it was just like jerk, oxtail, rice and peas, gunga bees, plantain. I'm like, where the hummus? We on a boat, bitch. You know what I mean? Like, everything was like Thanksgiving. I was like, oh, yeah. Just so much gravy. And I was like, where's the vegetable? They're like, there's the cabbage. I was like, okay. And um, you know how you always get the cabbage on top of rice? I said, no, buddy. Okay. So I'm sitting in the corner in my plus-size tankini on this boat trying to, trying to avoid the chop. <laughs> I don't need chop when I'm eating shit with bones. You know what I mean? And I'll fuck with the bone. I'll fuck with the bone. <laughs> you fuck with a bone? I'll fuck with the bone. <laughs> Doesn't sound like you fuck with a bone. I don't really fuck don't with the like bone. You fuck with, who fuck with a bone? <laughs> I do. I get in there like it's a fucking math problem. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to figure this shit out. Let's figure the fuck out. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm on this boat with my cousins. Ooh, we feel so young and free. I went to Walmart and got my tank kini. Oh, holster top, tits up to my fucking chin. Yes. <laughs> Support all day. <laughs> Do I have a bruise on my neck? Yes. That knot is vile. It feels like a sharp knife in my back, but my tits are up. You see what I'm saying, Rob? <laughs> Fucking get it. <laughs> and so I'm enjoying my wings. My eyes are rolling, like, in the back of my head. I was like... Mm. I dipped that fucking bone in jerk sauce. I'm like, oh, you do. 
I'll put the Escovie fish in oxtail gravy. I'm like, oh, fuck, bitch. Did, did your dick just jump? Mine did. And I'm mixing all the flavors and it's fucking euphoric. And I've never felt so free. Cause the wind is on my face and the food is in my mouth. And I ain't got no bra panties on, it's just bathing suit. And it kind of feels like the hotel room when you first get in and get fucking room service and you naked and you're like, let me just eat this omelet with my tits out. You know what I mean, sir. And we have no cell phone service, which is like the best part of a boat, too. You're just forced to talk to these dummies. <laughs> and so we get back to shore, and then I get all these dings, dings, all these fucking notifications. My cousin took a picture of me. in a bathing suit, eating a chicken wing. Not just eating it, but like, it is a great, I put the whole wing in my mouth and I suck on it and pull out the bone like a magic trick. <laughs> Over 200 likes in 30 minutes. And that's how you do fucking summertime. Let's get this fucking show started. More fucking show. It was a lie. It was a lie. It was so much. I'm so sorry. Very excited about my first guest. I know you guys are excited. She's a comedian, actress, and host. You've seen her on Bravo's The People's Couch. And now she's got a new podcast called Dumb Gay Politics. Please give it up for my boo-boo, Julie Gomez. Love you, I've Julie. got big tits too. Uh, oh, I've got big oh, tits too. Uh, you got, got the tits. Yes, you uh, got the kosher tits. Kosher tits. Kosher tits. Kosher, kosher, 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 kosher tits. Song of the summer. Song of the summer. My shit popped open. Oh my God, your shit always pops up. We did pride, we did a pride show together in New Mexico, Arizona, same thing. It's true. Same thing. It's true. It's she true. was on stage. It's true. Her fucking shirt busted open. <laughs> Beautiful Jewish kosher titties everywhere. They're like, who's that guy with the tits? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Why's his, his tits out? <laughs> Like, everywhere, every day, every day, every day, every day, every day, every day. Okay. And I mean, I'm not helping. <laughs> but it's a spectrum and I'm on it. Come on. <laughs> you are beautiful. Thank you. Oh. In every single 
Some days I just feel bloated. I don't know the words. Okay. <laughs> Listen, Wait. hey, we're just doing it. We're just trying to live, okay? We're just trying to live. We're just trying to fucking live. That's it. I'll eat the wings. I'll do the bone. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Jewish people don't do bone. I do bone. They, they want you do bone. My gay friend Bill Cox, that's a real name. <laughs> told me it was oh, a shame wow. that I was a lesbian after he saw me eat ribs. <laughs> so, you're welcome. How Jew- Is this a terrible question? No. Probably not. We're in New no. York. How- Any question? How Jewish are you? Mm. Wonderful question. Thanks for asking. <laughs> because, like, ribs aren't kosher. That's true. Well... Well, it could be a kosher chicken, I guess. But oh wow, you know oh, ribs? No ribs, right? It could be beef ribs, but even so, uh, we were do we were like a, a four uh, <laughs> on a scale from one to Jew. We were a four. It's but I I no. like that there's like different sections. Yeah, there's like different like levels. Yeah, it's like a video game. <laughs> I didn't try bacon till I was eighteen. Or ham. Oh, Can what? you imagine? <laughs> I was abused, Michelle. <laughs> Wait, that is like low-key child abuse not yeah. to be able to at least yeah. try bacon. Not even turkey bacon. Did you circumcise those penises and they don't let you eat ham? No, again, with the bacon, it's just like bacon. It's salty and delicious. Leave the foreskin. Delicious. Delete. I am yeah. for the skin. Yeah, leave it. Foreskin. Uh-huh. I love it. It's like extra presents under the Christmas tree. Yeah, totally. (laughs) I love it. Bring it on. Stretch it out. I don't care. Be yourself. (laughs) I like to just pull on. Just like nibble at stuff. (laughs) You said that. You said that. I said it. Oh, my God. Where to start? Where to finish? So... Were you like a theater music child or a music theater child? I'm dyslexic. I don't know how it kind goes. Of, I, uh, a little, but I wasn't that good. But you know what I mean? But I'll tell you this. Tell so me. So when I was in third grade, I wanted to be Captain Hook and Peter Pan, the musical. And now, is that when you went to therapy? No. I, should, I still haven't gone, but I do have an appointment. <laughs> <laughs> because shit has gotten crazy. <laughs> It's got a little loco. <laughs> it's got a little loco. So I wanted to be Captain Hook, but they're like, you can't be Captain Hook because you're a girl. And I was like, what? <laughs> I can be anything I want. <laughs> I'm on the spectrum. <laughs> but third grade, we didn't know about the spectrum then. I was just a confused, tomboyish, gentle okay. girl child. Was your mom child. always like, put on a dress and shit? No, so... Captain Hook's the coolest character in Peter Pan. I'm sorry. Captain Hook, pirate, doing it. So (laughs) I told my mom. Now, my mom's traditional Hebrew school teacher, Jewish mother. I was like, I want to be Captain Hook. And she was like, ugh, Julie, please. (laughs) So you're so annoying. I never listened to you. So I thought. Two days later, I go into school. Guess what? You're playing Captain Hook. Like in the second, in in the late performance or whatever. My whole life. I've gone through my... I really think that's what gave me the confidence to do everything was because I got to get Captain Hook finally because I, st- I fought for it. <sighs> nobody... I'll be deni- I will not be denied. Yeah. I'll be myself. Yes. I will be Captain Well, a couple of years ago, we're at Passover. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As you do. As you do. Talking, whatever. 
Phyllis Goldman, my mother, mm. regales the story, the time, where she, you know, had, she had to relent because her daughter wanted to be Captain Hook. Oh, my God. So she called the school, and she told them that her daughter will not be denied to play Captain Hook just because she's a girl. They're in third grade. Who cares? Let her play Captain Hook. Now, that is amazing. I was like, it was you? <laughs> it wasn't me and my talent. <laughs> She's your Simon Cowell. That is amazing. So it was. It was, it was always her. It was always her. It's nice. Yeah, it's That's, beautiful. But that is really sweet, though. She never got me a house, though, <laughs> or a sitcom. So let's just be real. <laughs> no, but just I yeah. do feel like there are those pivotal moments. Moments. <laughs> yes. in your life, especially in your formative years, where it's just like, that shit makes a difference. Makes a difference. Like, rejection, okay, it will always happen. Yep. But it's just like, isn't it so nice and necessary and wonderful to get that one fucking chance? Yeah, I mean, that's why we keep doing this. Clap, because of the one, She was about to clap for oh, okay, it and go like got confused. Yeah. Yeah, it's for the... We, we have existed this far, yeah. wouldn't you agree? Because yeah. of the few moments that have been good. <laughs> <laughs> because of yeah. the few moments that there was not there was not rejection where something great happened you had that moment where it was like oh my god I'm doing it yeah. and then you don't do it for like 10 years yeah but then you do it again yeah. and you're like this is why I'm alive that's how I feel about an orgasm yes <laughs> it's very chasing complicated the chasing the dragon and you know what you think you found it one time <laughs> you didn't. You didn't. But you it's need to close find it enough. somewhere different, completely different yeah. the next time. I'm 40 now, so I feel like a good orgasm or a good shit is equally as good. <sighs> you know? Is that too real? No. Can we talk? <laughs> it's true. It's oh, true. I mean, especially if it's like a big shit with not a lot of wiping. Not a lot. A clean, if a you wipe one time and there's not anything on it, you're like, oh, oh what am I, four years old? Oh my God, I have so much time. I am a king, I am a queen. <laughs> <laughs> I can shit anywhere. Oh, I feel like I've really done it. Um, it feels so good. It feels so good. Let's talk about your podcast. Okay. <laughs> it's called Dumb, Dumb Gay, Gay Politics, Politics, and I co it with Brandy Howard, and we're just two morons talking about politics. Oh my god, I love that. You're, it's, it's, it's a delight. Well, it's that's delight. Ho- I like, have that's no, all the news outlets. <laughs> exa- now that I have to watch the news so much and so many different like research outlets, I'm yeah. so depressed. I know. <laughs> it's, it's so depressing. Excuse me, you just had Scaramucci on your podcast. You did, and he was. <laughs> did he scare your coochie? <laughs> Hey, I didn't know shit. <laughs> and that's what it's like looking for a clit. <laughs> anyway, about the podcast. <laughs> what was it like having Scaramucci on? He was, I, and I had met him on a plane, so I knew he was going to, he's very thirsty and he wants attention. He, want, he wants everyone to like him. So he's not the person to get in Don't a fight with. Don't all that fucker. So we're just on. <laughs> He's a thirsty dummy. He, he is, and he, and he, but he, I will give him, the thing with him though is that he wants everyone to like him. So he doesn't have a dogma. So if Mike Pence came on 
And, and Mike Pence is like, well, you're gay is, you better <laughs> gay conversion. I'd be like, take your fucking gay. Like, it would be like, you know what I mean? <laughs> I've actually like, never heard Mike Pence speak. Uh, he's, he's, he talks like a, he kind of does like a Bill Clinton. Like, well, that's just what we have to do. You're going to lay on a table. And uh, we're going to put uh, electrodes. Shit. In your butt and stuff. And, uh, yeah. And then you're just going to have to, you know, convert. Because uh, that's just the way God wants it, I just it, okay? feel like Mike Pence, suck a dick, it's so fun. Suck a dick, because you want to. It's so fun. So wait, hold, hold the front door. Um, okay. <laughs> Rosie O'Donnell. Yeah. Gay cruises. Yes. Let's talk about we it. We did that. I did that. Yeah. So you and Rosie O'Donnell are on okay. this cruise performing. So Rosie O'Donnell started the Our Family Cruises, which was, she wanted, she wanted you know, gay, gay families, meaning it could be gay parents with, ki- you know, regular normal kids, or, <laughs> just kidding, I'm kidding, obviously, I'm getting, I'm gay, blah, 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 write me a letter, fuck off. So... <laughs> sorry, I'm swearing so much. She got me drunk. <laughs> My job is done. Give her a chicken wing. <laughs> so, oh. <clears throat> so it's like, or some of the kids are gay, and the parents, it's like gay families. It's like people as families who want to go on vacation together and never felt comfortable. Now, this was probably 10 years ago, if not a little more. So now I think things have changed. However, um, it was Broadway people, and Rosie performed, and it was Cindy Lauper, and like oh, all amazing. these people, yeah. and it was super fun and cool. And But I do have to say, like, seeing these families was really quite moving. Like, it really, you see, like, there's so many adopt and there's so many adopted kids mm-hmm. and you know what I mean? Like yeah. unwanted kids. And when gay people adopt kids, they're not, it's not, it, they're, they're wanted. Yeah. They want those kids. They are bought and paid for those kids. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's they are fought for and paid for. Yeah. And a lot of these kids are from third world countries or whatever. So there's like a, a huge amount of diversity on board. So you, yes, you'll see a lot of white parents, but you'll see this incredible mixture of these kids. So the kids end up becoming their own family and then as years go by and this has gone on for 10 if not more years these kids have grown up together so now you know you met them when one was five well now one's 15 or 20 and these are their this is their family so it's it's cool it's nice oh it is nice God. it's cool and they never would have had that that is the only time you have just you have I this is the only time I would ever like want to go on a cruise yes you would love it I don't, want the cocksacky, I don't want the cocksacking. I don't want the fucking. I'm gonna. We'll, we'll talk, but you'll oh you would enjoy. It. And 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 you see like like these gay couples with their parents, and that's what we'll. Ch- I will. Ch- I will shed a tear in private yeah. in the corner when I see like a parent with like these. Are, I love my gay son. I'll be like. Uh, <laughs> that's why RuPaul's like season finale fucking always gets me because parents. Oh my gosh, Sasha Valor's dad. I was like done. Like. Right nipple heart, that's the one that still works. So I was like, yes. <laughs> Anyways, we gotta take a pause for the cause. More late night whenever when we come back. So good. I wanna go on that cruise. Boy Rob, ah, oh, trying to. I feel like, can you see my bra on this? This is a lot. Have y'all just been like <laughs> the 
just all bra? Fuck it. Um, so excited for my next guest. You know her from MTV's Decoded, and now she's got a hilarious new memoir called Well, That Escalated Quickly, Memoirs and Mistakes of an Accidental Activist. Please help me welcome my boo face, Francesca Ramsey! I didn't go that low because <laughs> I'm not trying to embarrass myself. Well, eventually, yes? Yes, we met backstage. We did. Hi. Have you guys met before? No. no. That's yeah. crazy to me. Really? It is yeah, crazy. Because I, I've known you guys both for a very long time, and so yeah. I feel like my friends meet you. Like, you know Rob. Yeah, but I feel like I always leave parties early because I like to go to bed. <laughs> so I always meet people who are like, I met you at that party. I'm like, mm, no. <laughs> What I wait, there's so many things I do love about you, but I love having you around as a friend because you don't drink a lot, so you could always tell me the story. Oh, I get it. <laughs> and she's a really good storyteller, so it's always colorful. Yeah, I always can remind you that you showed your ass, literally <laughs> and metaphorically. If you haven't gotten this book, please get this book. It's fucking amazing. I've been friends with you for a while, and I still learned so much about you. Thank you. So, first of all, to write a book, you have a good memory. And Google Docs. I love, I take notes. Like, at things would happen, I'd be like, I'm going to put this in a book one day. And then I would write it in my little, my little Google Doc. You guys, I am a loser. <laughs> I'd be like, this is losing me fans. <laughs> like, right now. <laughs> no. You share a lot, but then you're also very private. How yeah. do you find the motherfucking balance? When I all the time um, she's just like just do it put it out there I'm like I know Michelle always hits me up and she's like should I share should I? it's so funny because something terrible happened in the world which is every, every single day. day and Michelle will be like is it bad to write about my tweet about my show yeah. when this bad thing has happened and I'm like yeah you're not the Associated Press like I wanna, you can I don't... promote your show even though something I have boundaries for myself, you know? Like, I try to live in the moment as much as possible. I try not to capture everything for the internet. I think there was a time in my life where I did a lot of that, mm -hmm. but I realized that once you open that door, you can't close it. And then suddenly people want to make judgments about every single little thing that you're doing, and you realize it's only because you made them feel like they had a place right. to judge. Right, but you also check yourself a lot, too, in the book. Like, when you were talking about your story with Lena Dunham, and, like, you know, I, you could probably explain it better than I, but, like, and I want to do this all the time. I and think I here's the thing. People talk so much shit online, and yeah. then when you actually get a chance to sit down next to the person, you're like, oh, shit, you're a real no, person. Yeah, so to give it some context... That's what you say, right? Yeah. <laughs> I talked a lot of shit about Lena Dunham yeah, and then I found out I was going to dinner with well, Lena no, Dunham. It wasn't I was like, just, yeah, but it wasn't just it wasn't no. just Lena Dunham, it was the show girls. And I yeah. understand that because after Sex in the City. But it was yes, her too. It was her too. I it mean, was her yes, I get but I but I understand and that the bigger picture is this like Sex in the City was like very famous and like very popular and it was still like we weren't represented and all of a sudden the next show that came was girls. It's like, oh more white girls. It's like still not represented. So it's just like I understand where like most of the frustration was coming from, but yeah, then you had dinner I with think, her. But I think she is a great example of somebody who like deserves to be called out 
a lot, right? Like she puts her foot in her mouth a lot. She's like very privileged. She says these like ironically racist things, but oftentimes the criticism of her veers into like mayo fat bitch. And it's like, oh, yeah. you just like diluted all of the legit criticism. Yeah. And I had to check myself and just admit that I oftentimes was not playing fair with the way that I criticized her and the way that I criticized her work. And I think that that's really hard to admit especially when somebody deserves to be called out. And so I felt like my book was a great opportunity to say, hey, I'm going to spill the tea on myself. Yes. But that's why a book, I think, for this conversation is more suited than Twitter, right? Like 140 characters, GIFs, emojis, I love all of that stuff, but it only goes so far. And I feel like the internet, as much as I love it, it's not the best place for nuance, um, yeah, but it's a blessing and a curse. Like it's, yeah, like it's a Turner, scary I get place. It. <laughs> what I love about the both of you guys, though, is that um, you guys have been working for a while, and you've like you've created your own lane. You created a lot of your own content, <laughs> a lot of your own space between your legs, and um, air. no, and I think that's so important too. When you have a unique voice, and somebody always wants to put it in a box, and you and, and I feel like that all the time, like circle and square. I know box, vagina, I'm sorry. I didn't even realize. Thank you, 12-year-old girl in the back. <laughs> well, especially now, don't you think, I mean, that we, like, we, uh, diversity is really important in Hollywood. <laughs> like, I liked that voice. Thank you. It really made thank it resonate you. for me. Yeah. <laughs> and we all, and they always say, like, oh, you, you check, we're going to, we check this box, and you're going to check yes. this. And we probably, I think that I would, I don't want to speak for you, but I would think that, we have to come, you come to a point where you realize I am a box that will be checked. Like we are a particular box that there's no way to get around it. Mm -hmm. You can't, no matter what you do, you look a certain way, whatever it is that you, you're going to be that box. Yeah. And you, it's like you try and do your best to like break out of it. But at the same and time, more than, you yes. also have to be it. Yeah. I mean, I think I'm, I'm very much of the mind that I'm less bothered that the boxes exist and more bothered that people think those are the only boxes that exist because yeah. there are there are people of all identities that do fit those stereotypes it's just a matter of people only wanting to see those stereotypes so yeah I'm kind of of the mind and I think that's what I love about you and your work in this show me that yes oh, yeah, okay. I didn't give you a compliment <laughs> That it's like, I'll take the opportunity and then I will open the door for other people so yeah. that I'm here. I'm, I have a seat at the table. Oh my God, are you, I'm like Game of Thrones. Hold it all, hold it all, <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I also really hated that reveal. Oh, I was like, I that's was, why he's been saying hold yes, this entire time. Yes, he was holding the door, he was security. <laughs> oh my God, okay. What is the craziest fucking thing you remember right now off the top of your head that somebody has said to you on the internet? Oh my God. God, that's, that is so difficult for yes. me. Oh, actually, no, this is a funny one. One time someone did a 30 minute PowerPoint presentation alleging that I was the original Rachel Dolezal. <laughs> that I was actually Excuse a white me, woman. I'm the original Rachel Dolezal. <laughs> Don't you dare take that title from me. Real talk, I got braid, I got box braids a year ago. And I was like, this is my summer look. 
And I look like Did Rachel look- Dolezal. No, yeah. I look like a white woman appro- appropriating my culture. It was... And even my white husband was like, mm, it's the Erica, but don't. <laughs> That's the same. What about you? I mean, I hate to even say it. Say it. I was called a libtard dyke. What? Oh, what is <laughs> like, a libtard? It's like a liberal retard. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. I know I'm not supposed to say that. Yeah, I don't a, mean to say I'm a, just a, saying that's what they said. Portmandu. It's a portmandu. <laughs> so you take two words yeah, and you, you put take, them yeah, together. Right. Got it. Right. I'm it's a, a, a smorgasbord of words. Yeah. Oh. Um, but I, you know, and what do you guys. say? It's like, what do you say? You don't say anything. To that. You block. Right. And I haven't. The one thing I'm trying to do is not to block. Really? Like if you want to come at me and call me a libtard dyke, those things aren't not true. Oh. <laughs> and on that note, it's time to talk to some audience members who have some questions. But they're just asking for a friend, but we all know what that really means. Okay, where's Adam R? Adam R. Hi, Adam R. Hey, Michelle. Um, asking for a friend. I've been hearing a lot about um, big dick energy. Oh. Is there big vagina energy? If so, what is it? That's big your question for your friend? vagina energy? Just, ask, just asking for a friend. I hate that everyone is talking about big dick energy. One, because I'm a prude, and two... It's this idea that, like, if you have a lot of confidence, then you exude big dick energy. It's just so annoying. Like, you can't have confidence if you don't have a dick. Like, get out of here. Exactly. Take your sexism and fuck right off. Yeah. You don't need a big dick or a dick to have confidence or energy. We keep an intersection open here, okay? It's true. (laughs) Yes. But if you like big dicks, that's okay. <laughs> Just know that. Hey, you're seen. You're seen. You're seen. Okay? You're seen. Clap for my husband's dick. Clap for my husband's dick. You ain't clap. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> Nicole R. Nicole R., where are you? Hi, Nicole R. Um, asking for a friend. Mm-hmm. Um, I was wondering, well, my friend was wondering. <laughs> sure, 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 go on. <laughs> my friend was wondering, how can you exude um, an authoritative presence when you don't really look it, especially if you're in an author- authority position professionally? Mm. Dare I say, big dick energy. (laughs) Yes. Don't say it. (laughs) Leather. Body language. Oh. You know what I mean? Ooh, I have a a lot of things. You know what? I am a fast talker, and um, I just talk fast. I'm not, like, trying to sell you a gold watch. (laughs) In my raincoat. (laughs) Everyone's so young. But anyways... (laughs) I um, learned through doing stand-up and hosting that if you, if you um, just slow it down and, and, and give a lot of eye contact, people will take you way more seriously. And um, 
and I read this book, um, How to Think Like a Man or something. Not Think Like a Man. No, that's Steve Harvey. It was another book about... <laughs> Don't read anything by Steve I know, Harvey. No, no, no. <laughs> but it was... It was a woman who lived like a man for a year. And it was a fascinating book, and I don't remember. What? It was me. By Julia. It's my book. It's called Big Dick Energy. <laughs> Parentheses, vagina. But it, one, one of the fascinating things I do remember was... Um, Women um, always say sorry and they apologize and everything is a question. Even it's just like, can I have some ketchup? And men are just like, ketchup. And um, I feel like that's a thing too. You know, you just don't ever question it. You let people know what you want. I think in your mind you think, it's not think like a man, it's think like a top. So you can go ahead and bottom all day long, but you think like a top. So it's not your dick. It's not being a man. You are the top. And that's, what it's, that's where it's at. So I don't care who you get with or what you're doing or what job you're at, at whatever job you're at or whatever, who you're with, you are the top. And that's in your mind. And then that energy, that's the, that's the energy. It's like, I'm the top. Ooh. Yeah, I will tell my yeah. friend she's the top. Thank you. Robert, what say you? I mean, as an advocate for the big dick energy thing, at the theory, the theory behind it. And listen, the theory behind it is that you exude a certain confidence because you know something about yourself that no one else knows. And so what you have to find within yourself is what you know about yourself that no one else knows that gives you that confidence that you don't even have to. You just be because you know that no matter who you come in contact with or wherever you go, you know this thing about you. That's great. That's what Big Dig Energy yes. is. And so, and so I'm an advocate for that. Okay, anyways, we got it. Okay, that has been our show. That has been it. Yes. Good God, Rob. <laughs> Robert, what have we learned so many things? Well, a big lesson is don't take a picture of someone sitting down in a bathing suit <laughs> eating poultry. That ain't right. And if you post that picture, you check in with them first. <sighs> this has been a very confidence-heavy episode. I feel like I am a forgiving top. <laughs> I'm doing it, but I want to make sure you're okay. Or maybe I'm a power bottom. I'll move on. <laughs> I also learned like, yo, words have power. Take responsibility and ownership because a lot of people in this country are not. I gotta say, if there was a fence, I'm on it, because I don't know if I like or not like big dick energy. In the meantime, in between time, I'm a show you told, that's Rob Lewis, and this has been Late Night Winner!
Midnight Whenever is brought to you by WNYC Studios. This podcast is produced by Joanna Solitaroff, Paula Schumann, Jennifer Sendro, Daniel Guimet, Adam Teicholt, Megan Cunane, Jamie York, and Marianne Schaubert. With Isaac Jones, Chase Colpin, Joe Plord, Sarah Sambach, Caroline English, and Melissa Chusid. Music by Rob Lewis. Add music by Isaac Jones. Follow at whenever on Twitter so you can stay in the know with Michelle Boutow. And don't forget to subscribe to Late Night Whenever, wherever you get your podcasts.